Welcome to C. Myers Live. I'm Rob Johnson, president of C. Myers. And I'm Dan Myers, vice president with C. Myers. And we're excited that you're joining us today because we're going to be talking about achieving scale and automation in the industry and what it looks like for an institution and some of the benefits that they can get by doing that. And I'm glad that Dan's able to join us because it's something that he helps a lot of places to think through and to get a lot better at. So, Dan, why don't you talk about some of the things that people need to think about on this topic? Yeah, so, um, you know, obviously with everything going on, there, there's a lot of conversations about how can we, you know, really control our expenses yet grow revenue. Uh, one of the key things that we see, I go back to my manufacturing distribution days, is institutions, financial institutions spend a lot of money on software. A lot of times that software is sitting not doing things for more hours than it's actually doing things. And the hours when it's actually doing things, it could be doing more for you. So we call that asset utilization. And how can you take and just get more out of that expensive software that, that you're paying for, whether it's sitting doing nothing or producing for you? So when you're automating, how can you have it work overnight for you, have it work over the weekends, sending the automated messages and really producing for you what the consumers want. In, in my background of Six Sigma, Lean Six Sigma, we were constantly looking at when our machinery and software is not working, what is it costing us? What is, what, how's it bleeding our profits? And so our goal was to maximize the use of it should be the same really for financial institutions and really any business that they're spending money on as far as using what we refer to as their assets in this. Yeah, it makes perfect sense and really dialing it in, you know, monitoring it, make adjustments, see what you get for that, keep making adjustments and being delivered on that and recognizing that that is a huge investment and you apply that same kind of logic to a loan origination system and say are we great at pulling through those applications and turning it into funded loans and for a lot i know that you study this a good bit for institutions they a lot of them have a much better pull through rate during work hours than after hours and so what are some of the types of things that they could be thinking about or doing yeah so no really good point and, and it's interesting you mentioned that rob because the last so i'm working with we're working with a couple of places now that actually have a goal our off business hours needs to be faster than our in business hours that's a goal now again a goal is an imperfect representation of what you're trying to achieve but they're really saying this is what's going to push us with the automation we want to have a higher pull through rate and less time to decision less time to fund when we're not open than when we're open and so a lot of places are moving in that direction, but carefully. So they're just not gonna turn the spigot on, you know. So using, for example, a specific loan type, let's say you're not real good at, at uh, direct auto loans, especially when you're not open, but you do pretty good with personal loans. And you wanna get that part of the machinery, so to speak, spooled up and working really, really well. So imagine if you're pushing out a loan promotion, 
you walk in on a Monday morning and you originated several hundred thousand dollars of loans or several million dollars of loans and with really few or no people, they are achievable goals. So start there, fine tune. I, I will bring into this, you wanna be careful with automation though. And just a little story on this one. You know, I, I'm a member of a few different, you know, banks, credit unions, whatnot. And, and I, you know, last March I bought a Tesla, went through the loan process. It was very, very easy, automated, didn't have to speak to anybody. But um, apparently one of the one of these institutions got a hold of some new software and they pushed out a, a promotion to me. They said, hey, we can save you X amount of dollars if you refinance your Tesla loan with us. So, of course, I'm interested. I opened it up and I was shocked by the offer. And I'm wondering if key decision makers know this is going out. So really what it was, was it said you can increase your rate from, let's say, 2% to 3.5% for the loan and pay it off in a year and save you know maybe a thousand dollars but your payment will go up thirty five hundred dollars a month so <laughs> it's it's it is laughable but it's scary too because you don't have the attention span of an audience for that long so it took me 15 seconds to dismiss it take pictures of it because i'm in that business i'm going to use it as an example, for our clients at C. Myers, be careful on this piece. So that's a mistake in the automation. Well, and that that goes to, you know, one of one of our themes on this is, yes, it's very important to automate key things, but you don't go on autopilot. Yeah, you've got to be evaluating it. You've got to look at it from different angles. Look at it from the consumer messaging. What are you doing? What are you offering as a difference maker for? Does it make sense? Now, mathematically, if you pay your loan off in a year, you do pay less interest. So the math was technically right. And, you know, if you think about it, not only do they lose that opportunity right then, but how likely are you to look to them as a trusted place to help you, you know, manage your life or to a solution provider in the future? How's your confidence feel about that place now? It, it, it's <laughs> dropped. <laughs> yeah. So uh, on that, and then, you know, kind of like you know, equating it to auto decisioning, you would never turn on auto decisioning or really ramp it up if you have it on already without really testing the heck out of it. Yeah. Where did it fail? What did it approve that we didn't want to approve? This should be no different in that. Um, so our, our request is really make sure what it is you're doing do it right because you don't have many chances to fail with the consumer. Absolutely. And and on that doing it right, it often takes reevaluating their business rules. Yeah. What what are those rules? And um, you know, we, we work with a lot of institutions who have been around for a long time. And one of the problems with that is sometimes there's a good thing to having a lot of experience. But there's a, a double-edged sword here because sometimes that experience comes with a lot of legacy problems and decisions of that's how we've always done it. And mm -hmm. so some of those business rules were because of a problem that happened five years ago, 10 years ago, and they just built it in. And just automating a rule that's no longer necessary isn't going to get the outcomes that you want either. And so I know, you know while we're talking an example of asset utilization, 
from the technology perspective, it's as important to do it from the business rule perspective as to how to make more of our of our product and our assets and how we work for the consumer to get them what they need. So really evaluating that. So any any fun stories on the business rule side? Yeah, I'll give an example of, of a place that we're working with now. And they had a, um, a problem several years ago as we're mapping with their credit cards in, approving and sending credit cards out where they shouldn't have. Okay, so now fast forward, they've gotten a new LOS, they've done all these things, but they shoved their old business rules into the new LOS. So what we uncovered through the mapping of the process and going through the painful, what's next? What's the next step? Are you sure this is it? Was four people, four different entities at a credit union looking at a credit card application prior to approving it even though it was auto approved. Okay, now what we did was we had to nudge them and kindly remind them a little bit. Well, you have this automated fraud detection in, you have these other things in, you know it's a member, why are you still doing this? Well, it's one of our, our procedures, it's a process that, that we put in place we don't wanna go away from. And then we just map, we mapped out for them, well, here's the time that it's costing you to do that. What are you finding? And having the doers in the room, they're saying, we're not finding any errors. We're not finding any errors. And even if you did have an error or two, every business process is going to have an error no matter how well you make it. So what's your risk appetite? You know, what is the cost of the quality you're, you're trying to avoid? And it, it just, it, it doesn't make sense. Perfection in something like this for every single application is probably a safe way to diminish returns yeah absolutely and and that's that is you know a reminder that really you know you're in the business to take and manage risk and and that's not just the interest rate risk credit risk liquidity risk it is that business and process side but do it as you said test it prove it out and if you're finding you're not catching anything and you're just wasting this effort, then reserve the right to be better in the future with a well-designed process can actually help avoid more errors. Because sometimes, what do you think that fourth person who was looking at it was thinking? Well, three people already looked at this. And so one, you talk about job satisfaction. You know, if you're doing, you know, a hundred of those a week and now, okay, a hundred times you're just wasting your time if I'm thinking about what job I want to be doing, that might hurt things there too. And so that connects with the other things that we've talked about as to, you know, what what we want to be able to do and what kind of experiences we want for the consumer and our employees and our institution. And so as we're talking about the scale, you know, what we might scale and what we might automate, one of the things that we've found in the different areas and discussions is how important it is to not only, of course, achieve scale, because the efficiencies that can happen and the, you know, the way that you can produce a lot more with less on that, but also being delivered on what you scale and prioritizing. And you gave, you gave the example starting off with something you're really good at. And in it, it's interesting because you can mathematically improve an institution by 
growing everything that, you know, let's say the loans, the deposits, the services, let's scale everything up. Let's try and do all of that. But sometimes if you take too much on, you might not get get the progress that you're looking for because it can be overwhelming and everyone's busy. So really being deliberate at first as to what you're working on. And, and you find though, if we can grow this scale, yes, we'll get benefit, but what if we just scaled one area really well? And then once we did that, yeah, I think one of your favorite phrases, um, when you get something down really well, what, what do you then do? Copy exact. Yeah, That's right. yeah. You, you copy exact it, you make the changes that are needed to, for that specific, let's say loan type or product or whatever it is you're, you're doing. It makes it very, very easy to do. Yeah, and there there is an example of a place that we're working with and to get the earnings objectives that they wanted, they, they needed to grow their loans 25%. But then step back and said, well, what if you focus, and this is where analyzing and understanding profit potential of your different business lines, and incorporating that into you know, your, your ALM understanding and your decision-making. So there's a big connection to process, operations, production, mm -hmm. ALM. All those things are interconnected. And also you look at that and say, well, here are the top two or three things that, that we need to be great at. And all of a sudden, instead of having to grow loans 25% to hit that goal that they wanted, they actually only need to grow 15%, still a lot, but they would get more earnings out of that 15% than that 25. And it's something that they could see that outcome much sooner because of that focus. And I think that's one of those big areas for people to work on is, is that, you know, very intentional focus on the right things. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're right. And th think of it this way is um, it costs to train people. If an institution's going to, really try to maximize all loan products at the same time, you know, it, it, we would say, yeah, consider not doing that. Get really good at one of them. Take those learnings and, and apply it to the other ones. Put all that training on somebody. Institutions need to pause for a second, say, what are we asking our people to learn and in what time frame? Yes. You, you will force some burnout on that if you push too much. Yeah, now that... That's a great point. And, um, and probably what we should leave this with, because if you follow those things, that alone gives you know, some pretty good momentum for, for what you can do as an institution. But as you know, um, here at C. Myers, we love talking about these things. We love working through and differentiating institutions by having them figure out what's best for them. So if you want to talk more about it, if you need any help on these areas, please reach out to us. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.